0: It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane.
1: Me the
0: Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Oh, do that? Now, the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin.
2: And a good Friday afternoon to you, and yes, it is time for the McFarland Show. Darren McFarland here in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio on this rainy, dreary, cold Friday. Hope everybody's having a good day. The other half of the show, Justin McFarland, is going to join us in March. But wait a minute. It is March. So he's here. He's in studio with us. Adam Johnson oh, boy. is alongside for the ride for the next two hours. He is back. Management in the building. Love to see that. Yeah. DJ Damon got the heck out of town. He said, oh, you're going to go out of town? Well, I'm going out of town, too. Okay. Going south. Well, that's only fair. Going to go warmer. Yeah,
3: I, well, I've been south, too. Yeah, Both of gonna... you went
2: warmer. Yeah.
3: Almost way south. But well, yes, actually, the beginning of the, be the
2: week, as you've seen, the weather patterns here. It's like yeah. mid-70s. Yeah. Oh, mid-40s.
3: Yeah. Winter. It is still here. <laughs> right. This is just a reminder. Yeah. The winter. Still in season right now.
2: Yeah. So we got a great show for you. Uh, Bonnie Joe Laughlin, Bonnie Jill Laughlin, excuse me, is going to be in studio with us here in about uh, 10 minutes or so. Okay. So we're looking forward to talking to her. She's in town. We'll tell you why. And then we're going to just kick back and get into a lot of stuff mm-hmm. today because you've been out all week. Yeah. So we got a lot Excited. of catching up to do. Yes, sir. The combine is going on. The big news up in Indianapolis, Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm -hmm. No show. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone? His show is the tape. Anyone? Yeah. Marvin? Anyone? Marvin? No, not here. Marvin? No, I don't see any Marvins. But it was weird and awkward today because I've been watching NFL Network. Like he was, they were, you know, a lot of people have been speaking. We'll hear some some clips from some guys who who spoke today to the media, wide receivers uh, today, quarterbacks today, Mm -hmm. um, defensive linemen, I think, today. Anyways, um, we'll hear some of that uh, in just a bit. But they were waiting for Marvin Harrison. It's not like they said, hey, just just a heads up. He's not going to be here. You're not going to talk. No, like they had his name tag, and then he was nowhere to be found. And then they had to come out and like switch the nameplate to Drake May.
4: Mm. You
3: think he shows up and says, "You know, my father's name is in the rafters here." So you know, my father—they retired the '88 here. I don't have a whole lot to say here. I think you know, my name speaks for itself as far as uh, what's happening in this building. So uh, I, I decided, you know, that, that I really couldn't top anything that he's done or said. So I decided I just want to hold myself until the draft.
2: You know, every year when the two of us were in the press box covering uh, the Titans-Colts game yeah. when they would come oh, to town, man. you know me, I had to branch off a lot of times yeah. uh, because I had to cover the winning locker room, yes. and unfortunately Peyton Manning did have success here that I had to Most venture of the time. off into yes. the Colts locker room. Yes, And I would tell you that they said today at the Combine, hey, just talk to his dad, But I know from experience that they didn't say that from covering the Colts, the dad (laughs) never talked. No, no, he didn't. Dad was never seen in the Colts locker room. Dad talked on the field. Dad did all of his talking on the field. Dad didn't speak. Yeah, at least not to my knowledge in all the years that they came here. Marvin Harrison was probably on the bus first, probably because I never saw him in the Colts locker room. No one ever spoke of him. It's like he didn't exist. Although he just had eight catches for 133 yards Listen, and a touchdown on the field at uh, then LP Field, but he I did not speak to media.
3: I don't know about you, Darren. I, you know, because you were there a little bit longer than I was. But the best catch I ever saw in that stadium was Marvin Harrison hmm. and the one-handed catch over the middle. And I don't know what year I, it, it it took. It, it was one of those catches that took everybody in the stadium's breath away. Quite literally, everyone said (gasps) when he pulled this thing in. was a one-handed circus catch over the middle of the field uh, that was just absolutely spectacular, and it was the best catch I ever saw during my eight or nine seasons covering the Titans. So, But back to today's subject, which is Marvin Harrison Jr. You know, this is what happens when the tape is solidified. And, and, you know, this is something we're going to have to get into at some point because... What's gonna happen is once these athletes get to the point to where their tape is solidified, they feel like they've done enough, we're not gonna see them.
2: We're not gonna, be at the we're not
3: gonna see them in well, first of all, it's the bowl games. That's the first thing. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna see them in the bowl games. Then we're not gonna see them during pro days. We're not gonna see them at the combine. We're not gonna see them doing interviews. We're not gonna unless they make this a requirement of some type in order to get drafted that you have to fulfill these things. We're not going to see these guys anymore until draft night. And that's just the way it's going to be. And if anybody doesn't like it, it's, it's too bad. You need to petition someone about what they need to do. But that's where we are. And it started with the, the bowl game. The minute mm-hmm. they started letting them not participate in bowl games, now we're not doing pro days. Now we're not doing the combine. Now we're not showing up for interviews. What if they don't want to take the test anymore? If we want to do all this you know, because people get bad marks in the test. That's so already not, out there. By the way, so we're not way. taking the test
2: because it gets leaked. And the and the ones that test poorly, they don't want that. Not it,
3: Now it's held against me for the rest of my not for yeah. not for the draft for the rest of my career. Mm-hmm. It's held against me. So just forget about it. Just you know, I'm not doing it. And we'll see you on draft night when I put on a baseball cap.
2: Yeah, fair enough. All right, we'll come back to this in just a bit because, uh, like I said, we'll hear some audio. More audio from Indianapolis at the Combine. Kevin, our buddy Kevin, on our text line, listening down in Florida, said two weeks ago it was doom and gloom for the media after the 9-2 beatdown from the Dallas Stars. Now it's been seven straight wins. Mm-hmm. Pretty nice for the Preds. Yes. Seven straight after the win last night uh, against Minnesota. John Hines back in the building. The Wild get the first goal. Mm-hmm. All Predators after that. they won seven in a row. It's The trading deadline is one week from today mm-hmm. and it is great Kevin <laughs> but as I've said on the show many oh, many times man. this winning streak for me doesn't mean anything doesn't change the approach at all for Barry Trotz in my opinion
3: we're gonna get into it later because I yeah I, I've got so many things right okay better sell
2: but that's just me all right I'm just saying no I get
3: it I get it
2: why are you laughing because I, I'm they, laughing. they're making it difficult for Barry Trotz
3: well are they are they making it difficult for Barry Trotz? Because
2: if they went two and five in those seven games, we all know what would be happening.
3: So but my question is then why hasn't the trade already happened? The trade deadline do all the and, and, and this is a, a real question. In the NHL, do they always wait up until the deadline to make the deals?
2: Most. I mean we're a week away. We're a week away. So oh, next week, 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 next week, week they'll start they'll start seeing is things. Is that when happen. we
3: start to see the flurry yeah. will be next week? Yeah. Because to me, if you knew you were going to do it, then why haven't you already done it?
2: Well, because the price isn't right. All right. I think Barry's trying to drive up the price by his comments last week. Okay. Or this week, excuse me.
3: Okay. I'm just saying, you know, is it unco- It shouldn't be uncomfortable. The seven-game win streak, win streaks are come and go across all sports. Yep. It doesn't
2: matter. Especially over 82 games. It
3: doesn't matter what you're doing. Win, win streaks come and go. I just wonder, you know, if it's, if it's not making it difficult, then he should already then he should already have made his decision. You're a week out. The decision's already been made at this point. It's just, where is he going to go?
2: Well, it just, again, depends on what the market is offering. Right now, I don't think the mar- market is offering you think he enough. should go regardless? No, not regardless. If the isn't right, no, I don't think they should give him away or anyone away. I believe if prices are right, you sell. You trade. But if they're mm-hmm. not, you don't. I'm not... I'm not saying Barry Trott should be in the business of giving away players.
3: I don't think anyone's asking him. Well, okay. He but should we, be in the – yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just
2: saying over the years, it doesn't matter whether it's hockey, it's football, it's basketball, it's baseball, you need one general manager to do what? Cave. That's all you need. You need one team, and they usually always do. Usually, because there's always one desperate team that says, we're that guy away from getting to the promised land. Okay. And so we're willing to do it. A week ago, I wasn't willing to do it. Now, time's ticking. Oh my gosh, the deadline's almost up. Oh my gosh, we're hours away. Let's do it. But does the
3: win streak make it harder for the, or make it harder for Barry Trotz to trade it? Do other teams, they see the win streak and they go, huh, you sure you want to give this guy away right now? Or, you know, how does that play into this? Does it play into it? He's on a heater right now. Okay. That should be a good thing. It should be. But, you know now you're asking you know do I want to mess up the chemistry of the team and all that mm-hmm. by making this particular maneuver and how are the fans gonna to be to me Barry Trotz should have already made this decision he knows he's a big boy he understands all of this well so. maybe he has
2: but again yeah, decision right the
3: decisions to me the decision has been made
2: I agreed I agree.
3: it's just that, what are you what are you getting, what are you getting for him
2: well but the decision may be he may be holding you know standing Pat for all we know we don't know and we don't know you're right behind the scenes decisions have been made yeah like what direction are they going
3: yes whether they're going to you know whether they're going to keep them or sell them that decision's already that been decision's made. been made so now it's just you know they're waiting for the rest of us to find out you think he's still going to be sold i'm no, not i
2: don't know that no I, i'm saying i would you would, change my mind if you got the right price why does my seat keep falling down am i gaining really weight here sure. in this segment I, I don't know okay i keep you know, getting having, further and further we need down it all right
3: we have guests here
2: We do. okay all right, you ready to go to the break? I think we should. We should. And that yeah, should adjust seat and we got things.
3: You know, we got things.
2: Bonnie Joe Laughlin is in studio. She will join us next here in the Strikers Bear Family Fun Center studio. We're happy we have a roof today because it's cold outside yes. and it's rainy. Hope mm-hmm. everybody's having a good day. 615 844 5600 is the phone line and the text line. More of The McFarland Show
5: here on WNSR. Hi, I'm Jeff Fisher. Guess what? The cats are back. The Nashville Cats will be returning to the Municipal Auditorium on April 27th in the season opener against the Minnesota Myth. There will be five total games played at Municipal Auditorium with one additional game played up in Clarksville at FNM Bank Arena on Armed Forces Day on Saturday, May 18th. For player or dance team tryouts or tickets, log on to thenashvillecats.com.
6: As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I like putting parlay bets together, hammering the overs... And anytime player touchdown bets always have me on the edge of my seat. So if you're ready to do the same, visit FanDuel.com win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and in President of Kentucky. First online real money wager. Only $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager. Only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipts. E-terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. gambler
0: It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox
2: 17's Justin McFarland. Maybe it's a overreaction on Monday, but I'm going to move it forward for me. Pump the brakes a little bit on Kyle Shanahan. He's got to do it to be included as he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. Now, right now, I would say Andy Reid is one of the best coaches in the NFL, and he's one of the best coaches of all time.
0: The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio. WNN. Give us a call 615
7: 844 5600. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin.
2: Rolling along on this Friday afternoon, Darren McFarland and Justin McFarland. We're live in the Strikers Bear Family Fun Center studio. Don't forget every day, you can watch the show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. And Twitch, and you can interact with us on our YouTube page, WNSR Live. One word, and uh, you can interact with us. Adam Johnson is alongside for the ride as well. And uh, Justin, welcome back. Who's been out all week? Thank you. Good timing, by the way. We have a guest in studio. I see. You know,
3: I came back. I was wondering. I was like, Why is it so clean? Uh, clean in here? <laughs> I said, Boy, they straightened up while I was out. <laughs> this
2: is awesome. It was all for you.
3: It was. I said, I felt so special that oh, I realized. Oh. oh.
2: Yeah, you know, Bonnie um, Jo Laughlin's here. It so. has nothing to do it with me at all. It may have been for her. <laughs> yes. But we wanted you to feel special, too. I feel special regardless. It's okay. Bonnie, welcome to Nashville. How are you doing?
9: Thank you. I love, always love being in Nashville. And I had so much fun at the game last night. I was there at the Predators game, and it was oh, it was a blast. I mean, I know it was a blowout, but it was still fun for me.
2: Well, the, and they're on a little bit of a heater right now. They've won seven in a row. So you mm-hmm. actually heard that conversation last segment. So you were telling us during the break that was your first was that your first Predator? That wasn't your first hockey game. No. It was your first Predators game. Yes,
9: first Predators game. And I had so much fun. And the Predators organization, Class Act, everyone there, the, the way they just rolled out the red carpet and the hospitality of the whole, like, I don't know. It was great. I well, had so much fun.
2: Tell our listeners what you got to do, which was really cool downstairs.
9: Is there actually a name for it, but I got to open the door, mm-hmm. and then I got to do the fist bumps. You mean where they
2: the, where they come out? Come in the
9: locker room. Because
2: for people who are unfamiliar, if you've been down to the place that I love, is the Lexus oh, Lounge. Oh,
9: it's got all the good food and drinks.
2: <laughs> it is the place to be. But the players go through, it's roped off, but the players go mm. through, down the tunnel, yep. through the Lexus Lounge, and out onto the ice. So people down the Lexus Lounge can sit there and fist bump and right. high five and take pictures. But you got to open the door where they come out of the locker room. I
9: did. To go down the hall. Right. And then you a the little fist bumps. And I, I mean, I was like a little kid. I actually had fun doing it. it was, what,
2: but that's cool because you've done all this stuff. So, I mean, you've been around athletes But I've for never while, done that. But you've never done that. Yes. Yeah, so I
9: thought yeah. that was really cool. I've been to a lot of hockey games. I don't cover hockey. I cover all the other sports. But I love going to games live. But actually being able to do that, I was like, this is kind of neat. Now, I feel like I need to do it every game. Though. Yeah. <laughs> now I just want to drive the Zamboni. I just want to drive the Zamboni, and then I'm good. Well hang oh, out. Wait, they, you want to drive? Yes, because I dri- I can drive a tractor, and I can drive a snowplow, so I, can, I think oh, I can do the Zambonis. I don't
2: know if I could drive it. A- do you think you could drive a Zamboni? I'm Nothing? sure I could figure it
3: out if I needed to. But Is the- it clutch? No- I no. no, I don't think is so. It automatic it's automatic or it's a it it manual. But the, what, what Bonnie may be unaware of is all those things you just mentioned go down Broadway with music and people drinking on the back of it. <laughs> so if you don't get to do that at Bridgestone Arena, you can, do it it you can do it outside, right outside Bridgestone Arena on Broadway where they have all of those things, literally all those things you just named going down broadway i don't know if you've seen them but they have quite a i few, have seen
9: a couple of them yeah, going through an assortment of but i want to do the zamboni yeah like that's like a thing I, and they always let you make sit there maybe and wave yeah. i want to yeah. like yeah, actually yeah. drive it yeah you have yeah. to be the
2: passenger in your way right. but
9: there. then i don't want to be responsible because someone tears their acl yeah I don't even the or it has a purpose you know?
3: so they <laughs> need it to do what it's out there to do <laughs> right for, for regulation of the game
9: but i had a blast so that's much awesome. fun like i want to come great. back yeah
2: well, but you know, can
9: you tell me something? They gave me like a jersey and a hat, and then they gave me a catfish. Yes. Yeah, what is the little catfish? Oh, so for? they
2: didn't. They probably didn't throw one on the ice last night. But no, it's typically it, it's typically for the playoffs. Okay, okay. but it does happen. Like the, yes. I think this year maybe sometimes like opening night. It's a tradition. Some. Somebody throws a catfish on the ice.
3: If you're or familiar cat- with... There's several
2: catfish. If you're
3: familiar on the with the tradition in Detroit.
9: Well, I know the squid. And like the, the,
2: yes. the, this is yes.
3: the This is the Nashville version thereof. Okay,
9: yeah. that's what I wanted to know. I mm-hmm. thought so, but I didn't want to... Yeah. yeah yes. I wanted to be sure. Yes. So, okay. if
2: they get in the playoffs for the home games, you will see catfish on the ice before the puck drop.
9: Okay. There we go. Thank there you. Go. Well, I have a stuffed animal catfish. And
2: people... Stick a catfish down their pants, or however they sneak it in, and then <laughs> they have I, to sneak it it's into. Like, like, well, it's it. <laughs> like I don't even want to know how that happens. Yeah. but it happens.
3: They have to, you know. Okay, I know how it happens,
2: but yeah. It's, oh, do you? Yeah,
3: we did a whole thing on it oh. over on Fox. Yeah. We'll have to thing. talk. Okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so they gave you a cat. What did they give? You? They gave you a catfish a
9: stuffed animal, not like a real, okay, yeah, okay,
2: yeah,
9: yeah. <laughs> not, all right. not one to throw on the ice. No. So
2: that's cool. That a little history lesson, and then the hat, and
9: they yeah, they gave me a lot of
10: cool stuff.
9: Very like local Nashville stuff. Awesome, I like, and I loved it. That is it great. Was so so I, much fun.
2: How long have you been in town? You, yesterday and then today. Yeah and then, so you're just,
9: yeah, and then I'm back to Dallas.
2: Okay, um, I, I do want to start with you on just your journey because years ago, before the Predators gig, uh, I told you that I used to do their pre and post, but I used to go cover the Super Bowl every year. Radio row, yeah, we probably saw each other
9: then at some point. Well,
2: somebody in 2012, in fact, this was the last Super Bowl that I covered because then I started doing the Predators gig, was down in New Orleans. It was for the Ravens and the 49ers. Ah, yes, I was
9: there.
2: And I got to know, you know, you know how Radio Mm -hmm. row works. And, you you know, they run people through there, and I'm just sitting there doing interview after interview. (laughs) But I got to know a little bit, and that's where I first met her, and we had a blast. You, You know, you get those interviews where you're like, i didn't see that coming Mm -hmm. and then you remember it because it was like really cool it was michelle Beisner.
9: okay who is now michelle Beisner buck Buck. yep
2: married to joe buck and she was a former broncos cheerleader and she told her whole story and i was just blown away by it right like and then here she is working at the time for the nfl network Mm -hmm. and now she's on espn well that's how it started you know former what Cowboys, 49ers. And
9: Warriors. Warriors, and, well, Niners. Right. If you want to go in the order, Warriors, Niners, Cowboys. So you yeah. started
2: in the NBA and then the NFL, and then this that's how your journey is. That's that's how it all began, That's how correct? it started,
9: yeah. But then so I like, didn't just drop the pom-poms and go right into scouting. But yes, that's kind of where I first started was with the Golden State Warriors. And I was 17, still you know, in high school, senior in high school, and went to the 49ers and Steve Young finally got that monkey off his back and won that Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah, and they just remember, I don't know if you remember, they destroyed the Chargers yes. in Miami. Mm-hmm. 95. Yeah, um, which they haven't won one since. They've been back mm-hmm. three times, but haven't won one since. And then went to the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, same time as Deion Sanders, so they called me the prime time of the sidelines.
2: Did, did you do it when they won the Super Bowl? Too? I mean, we've got a trend here. Yes. Is Bonnie, like, goes a winner. when they win Super Bowls, and then they don't win.
9: Yeah, I'm a winner. Do you wow. get Super Bowl rings? I did do. They, did they give you the rings yeah. there? Now, that's really yeah. cool. So, Eddie Bartolo, Eddie D, was the first mm-hmm. NFL owner to give rings to the cheerleaders. Oh, wow. And then he kind of started the trend. I think the Broncos and the Patriots might have, but, yeah, he was the first one. And he let us go to the ring ceremony, and he was great. He let us really be part of the team, not just the fluff, you know, on the sidelines. So when that ended
2: that that's why I'm always curious like so you get so that's where it all starts and then it morphs into all this other stuff. So how did you know when was the right time for the jumping off point and you know how to go down the next path.
9: Yeah, I knew that I always wanted to have, you know, a job, a role, something in sports since I was a little girl. You know, being a daddy's girl going to all the games. He had season tickets for Warriors and Niners and Giants and so I was always going to the games, knew that I wanted to you know, I wasn't like the typical kid who just was, you know, there for the, the you know, popcorn and stuff. I actually love watching the game, asking my dad questions. And, and then, yeah, so from my cheerleader days, you know, networking is so important in our industry. So I was able to network, and then I um, was able to start working into broadcasting and media. got my degree, you know, doing that, and went and worked for um, Cold Pizza, which is actually first take. Oh, my yeah! Right I don't know if people Absolutely. know that. It's oh, my cold gosh. Pizza. I do. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I remember.
3: I remember. Whole pizza. I do. Man.
2: <laughs> I don't
9: think a lot of people know it was called Whole Pizza. Big
2: no, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That it was, was the very morning show on it. ESPN. Yeah.
3: It was very different at the time. Everybody was like, is this really going to work? Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. Well, could- hi i'm the key demographic you were aiming for at the time yeah um so yeah it was just like well what do you think hey ah, you know it's different because you know, people don't realize back then they were doing reruns to sports center forever yeah, yes. forever for you know doing reruns One to SportsCenter for you know seven eight hours and they were looking for something a little different there and then you're right it turned from cold pizza eventually became first take um, you know, and, and, you know, turned into the franchise it's become now. Yeah. So, uh, which has sparked a whole nother generation of all kinds of things that right. we don't have time to go down that rabbit hole. But it's,
9: it was fun too. Yeah. I was a correspondent. I would go into New York and fly in and that's when they were really trying to be like a little forward thinking and kind of go outside the box. And like Justin said, but it was fun. They yeah. definitely
2: did that. They, they did stuff that you didn't. So it was what Dana Jacobson yes. was on there. Yes. Chris, the one from Cleveland.
9: Cleveland. Yeah. I just uh, forgot Chris. his name.
2: Oh my
11: gosh! I'm, I'm so no, no, mad. I'm I can see it I in my mind. Bad. I close my eyes. No, he, still and, and right when
9: you say Cleveland,
2: Chris from Cleveland, Ohio. Anyway, and he—he's now he's on MLB Network. Chris Rose. Chris Rose. Thank Chris you. Chris Rose. Thank wow. you. I had a blank. Well like, done. Yes. Well done. Wow. Um. So, um, by the way, let me let me just tell you about Bonnie. She's got uh, a book in a league of her own, celebrating females first in sports. So you're obviously going to talk about a lot of journeys in your book, but your journey led you to be first female NBA scout. Yeah. So, like, we got to know. Like, how does all of that happen? Like, that's <laughs> so such a huge deal. So I
9: for a long time, and I was actually covering the Lakers um, doing their pre and post um, for K-Cal KCBS, which is the flagship at was the Was this time. when they were
2: like, winning championships, too?
9: Um, Yeah, they were about to. Yeah. It was Golly. like when they were moving, remember, from the Forum to Staples Center. Well, now Crypto. I hate calling it if
2: Crypto. If the Predators yeah. or Titans are listening to this, you might want to hire Bonnie because... <laughs> Teams win when she's working Still with looking them.
3: for the parade.
9: Yeah, right. <laughs> still trying to get that first big one here. I've been to a lot of parades. It's fun. <laughs> you'll like it, Justin. We still You'll, want you'll one. get it.
3: We're still looking for Well, technically we had one, but not the real one. Not the one we want to have here. So. Right. We'll see.
9: So then, yeah, I was able to cover the team and, and then um, – the late Dr. Jerry Buss, uh, Mitch Kupchak, Jerry West, Phil, all of them, they kind of saw that an eye for talent. So the first year I did it, you know, wasn't getting paid, just, you know, kind of showing my scouting reports. And then they really like how detailed I was. You know, I was actually writing a lot where some of the scouts would just, you know, put long, athletic. That was it. You know, they actually actually wrote a lot. And then they liked my reports. And then I was there for almost 13 years and got five wow. rings. Wow.
3: Wow. That's quite a collection. Yeah.
9: All right. I want to get into
3: your book here just a little bit here in a league of her own. Um, and I've, I've seen the list here of all the different female athletes that you went over. And I'm very curious about how you chose, uh, the list of people that you did. And also just wanted to mention uh, a couple of people who are not here on your list, but are, are notable female athletes and, and figures from right here in Tennessee. Of course, uh, the late great, uh, Coach Summit, Pat Summit, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, of course we can't forget Wilma Rudolph, of course, uh, the great Olympian, mm-hmm. uh, who's also from here in in Tennessee, and. Uh and I'm curious, you don't have those two, and, you know, rightfully so, and I understand there's a lot of different people. How did you put together this list
9: of both athletes and executives? It was hard first, because, Justin, I only had nine months, so trying yeah. to get everyone, because mm. people don't realize, I had to interview these athletes, then I had to also transcribe, then I had to write, then I had to, I mean, they had me do Why nine rides. months? Because I got the book deal and then they were off running. So it was pretty, nine to like, well, nine months and then like a year before it actually, you know, they had the deadline for the actually the real edit, but still nine months for it to turn it in.
2: Andrew Marinus was on the show yesterday. His father's David Marinus, obviously two great authors. Andrew told me yesterday that the book on Perry Wallace, which the 10th edition, the 10 year anniversary is coming up in a week. That took him seven years to write. That's, yeah. why, why, that's why I jumped it. No, this Nine was, months? This was hard. Wow.
9: So that's why I had to, you know, it was really tough because I wanted to have the females that were obviously the notables, the Leila Lees, the Billie Jean King's. Yeah. Uh, but then I also want, and Danica Patrick, but then I also wanted some that maybe people didn't know, like Manon Rayom, the first female to be, a, you know, ho- the hockey player in NHL, or to have a Jackie Joyner-Kersey that maybe people, you know, the younger mm-hmm. generation isn't aware of. Yeah. And some of these little um, hidden gems. But then I want, you know, now looking, like I want to do a volume two because I want Caitlin Clark, you know, I want her. So yeah. there's. So many Becky Hammond, she wasn't available at the time. Jenny Finch, like there are people who like I couldn't mm, get them at the time. Mm. So it wasn't really a lack of like I didn't want them. It was just like the timeline, and then I just had to like go real quick. And yeah. but there's so many, yeah. you know. I mean, even Kayla Decker, I meet mean, her with all the gold medals. Like I mean, there's so many more women.
3: You could do another book. It,
9: yeah, it sounds I think like yeah.
3: so. it sounds like you yeah. got to go down the path here and do. it. And I
9: wanted to do pat someone, but I'm like, yeah. well, who would do? Who would be the narrative for that? Yeah, asking yeah. questions. So of course, there's so many. And I was only do, able to do the nineteen. I actually had Sarah Thomas, who is the first NFL um, umpire ref, and they wouldn't let her actually do it. Oh, NFL cause she's current, yeah, because she had done. Mm. Um, she was an umpire, and then she went to refereeing in NFL, and they said since she's current, we can't let her do it. Mm. And, and that is actually the next
3: thing I wanted to jump to with this is this year. Well, it's happened over the last couple yeah. of years, but this year has become much more visible, and that is oh, yeah. women working in the NFL in particular, both on the field, like as part of the officiating crews, and also, of course, on the sidelines yes. as uh, as coaches and position right. coaches and things like that. And, you know, I think the audience is still trying to get used to it to a certain degree, mm-hmm. like, who is that? Right. What are they doing? Why? You know, Why? Why? What's their back, you know, background? Yeah. di uh, okay. Yeah. So how do you, you know, as someone who's been in this world and kind of been in their position in a way – what are some of the things that they are, that they are dealing with and some of the things that you've explored as far as their journey and, and how sports is changing in the face of it, literally the face of it is changing.
9: Yeah. It was tough in the beginning, especially for me, cause I was with the Lakers, which is such an iconic organization. And so in the beginning, I really was not comfortable like in my own skin. So I was putting my hair up like in a ball cap. I was wearing baggy like Jordans and like I tried to like be like one of the boys and be Shaw, Brian Shaw was, one of our coaches, and he's like, "What are you? Why are you always wearing that? Why are you walking like me?" And I'm like, "Cause I need to like be like one of the boys, because <laughs> I you know coming from my background, I just didn't want people to see the long hair, or to, you know, or." Being an attractive female in that situation, it's like I don't want to take away from that I'm credible and I know my stuff and I know how to, you know, talk about the triangle offense. Like that, I wanted people just to know me for my basketball knowledge, not yeah. anything else. So I really had a hard time in the beginning until someone in the Boston Globe wrote a real bad hit piece on me um, about me being a scout. And I remember Kobe, Kobe was very close with me. He saw the article and he was like, I don't want you to read it. And I'm like, no, I'm going hmm. to read it. And you I read it. You remember was, who it was? And I was crying. Um, her name is Barb is their first oh. name.
2: Boston Globe, okay. Yeah. Fido. There was writers from the Boston Globe that were there forever. That's his own reason I asked.
9: Okay. Yeah, I forgot her last name. Okay. Um, so, and she told me to write a book. So here I am, Barb. I did write a book. <laughs> um, anyhow, but um, yeah, so Kobe just told me, like, that's how he played with, like, a chip on his shoulder. He goes, you want the naysayers. He goes, you want the doubters. You want the haters. He goes, because it'll fuel you. It'll give mm-hmm. you that fire to, like, prove them wrong. And to this day, that's how I am.
3: Wow. Wow. And I imagine the same people and some of that same treatment is probably still out there. Oh, yeah. And some of the same energy that a lot of the the coaches and, and referees and officials are still feeling that even to this moment, I would imagine.
9: Yeah. And you kind of just have to, like Kobe said, don't listen to the outside noise. Eventually, people will understand that you're not there to, like, fill a spot or a quota. Like, you actually are knowledgeable. You're talented. You deserve to be there. But that will come in time. But then with women, there's, you know, there's a female reporter. I won't say her name, but she mentioned that she doesn't really interview the coaches when she was doing the sidelines. She would mm. just... You know, make it up. Yeah. And that sets us back, Justin, because yeah. now yeah. you've got people, if you look at the comments, what do the comments say? That's why we don't need sideline report. That's why women shouldn't do this. Yeah. So it's any time a woman does something that maybe, you know, she was kidding or she was, you know, just playing around because she was on, you know, bar stool. But mm-hmm. still, it sets yeah. us back. And now we have to work extra hard. We always have to over-prep. You can't say an athlete's last name wrong or you're crucified as a female. So those kind of things, I'm like, oh, she just set us back. And I like her. Don't get me wrong. But do you see what I'm saying? Like things like that. And then you see all the men saying this is why females shouldn't be, you know.
2: Was that Clarissa Thompson? That that? she <laughs> said
9: she will not go say the name why
3: are you but trying to bring out up there. the name it's not, it's public. she said she will not go we have a guest why are you being like it was this a, she it said was a, she it's for the listeners she, said she didn't want to talk about the name because you know she She's, didn't want to be associated Bonnie's with not with, with, i
2: said it darren not bonnie i, I apologize said it. and by the way you haven't confirmed I, or denied i, I have what a, a, I've i want to apologize
3: for the behavior here
4: <laughs> of, right. of, of, well, of he, darren
9: justin he said it though right he did say I, it. I it's said not, it. Yeah, so so. He did say it. But yeah, so her, and there was another reporter during a Bucks a presser where she asked a silly question about uh, the, weth- the weather. The weather. Sure. Sure do you remember this oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. 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 okay well, yeah okay well yeah same thing yeah here we go so it's like you look at the comments that's why females shouldn't have a credential that's why so
2: by the way her name never to my knowledge remember because i found played, out who
9: it was oh wow yeah. okay <laughs> I, I went looking for
3: it for a little while we never I we never could find
9: her
2: okay yeah uh, well
3: but
9: yeah. anyhow that doesn't matter okay i'm not going to tell you darren because then you to say her name but that's true he i would. deserve
2: that but he um
9: but yeah but that's what I'm talking about. Then if you look at the comments, it's all just about the females shouldn't be in there. When I'm in pressers all the time, there's a bunch of females that, you know, cover other teams and they ask very good questions. So that's what, that's, what's kind of wrong with a lot of people ask really dumb questions, both men and women. We know that. I've
3: been in a press conferences. she year. knows
2: that, you know, it'll get magnified. Yes. You know, like do is spend a day on Twitter, and then you see yeah. the stuff you're talking about. Would
9: you have played that hit if it was a guy who asked the question? This show would have. Yes, Absolutely. Okay. This show would. We
10: absolutely would
2: <laughs> But there are other shows that. that wouldn't, but we would. Yeah.
3: yeah. We absolutely would have put that out okay. there. Uh, last thing for me, and you know, you've got a lot of great names here uh, Mary Lou Redden and, you know, Layla Ali, and you, you mentioned them all here. Uh, even Trish Stratus, I didn't see that. Well, I, well, right I put her here. in there because
9: it's WWE, it's sports, it is entertainment, but she has made a career. And I think it's important to see that. So I didn't want it just to be like, you're just an athlete, like, but like all the different entertainers are people that contribute to sports. So females can see in the younger generation can see, oh, there's a space for me. It may not be what I imagined, but this is, you know, here's 19 women that showed some other roles that I didn't ever think of.
3: One of the most powerful people in sports in all of Nashville is is a woman. Um, and of course, that would be Amy Adams, the, the owner of the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Um, and she is one of a few female owners across the National, uh, Football League. And of course, you worked for, um, you know, a female owner yourself. Does that change the dynamic? Just having, just knowing a woman is in charge of this operation. Um, if I feel any kind of way or if somebody says anything to me or if I feel any kind of pressure, what does that do for your mindset? And, and what are we in for here as the, as the the future moves on here? And we imagine there'll be even more uh, women in charge and uh, not just in charge, but owning, owning sports teams. Right.
9: Yeah, because Jeannie Buss and she won her first. Championship with the Lakers. I know there's an asterisk. because It's 2020, but still, she you know she won one, and it, it, it was tough for her because you know having her dad's legacy, she had a lot you know big, mm-hmm. yeah. big oh, yeah. shoes to fill, and she gets it. If you look on Twitter, she's constantly you know you, you're basketball ops, you're the daughter. Do you know what you're doing? And she's very good about delegating. So that's why I think it's the most important things. Yes, she's the owner and she's the president of basketball. I mean, business operations, not basketball operations. So she's really good at delegating, but she still gets all the heat and. It's tough. I think she'll always get that. I think any female is going to. I mean, just kind of, yeah. you know, the cards that are yeah. out there, that just happens. But you're going to see more owners. You know, and if you look over now with the Mavericks, Cuban just sold yes. to, mm-hmm. a, and I forgot her name, but um, from Vegas. She's a casino, uh, I guess, I think kind of like a Georgia Frontier. Like she was, She's yeah. She, right? She was married yeah. to mm-hmm. someone who owned a casino, I believe. Yeah. yeah. What is her name? I, I'm drawn I'm blank. Adelson? Dragon.
3: It'll, it'll come to me so, here. Something but, yeah. Adelson.
9: But anyhow. Yeah. So now, you know, Mark Cuban is passing it over to a female. So I don't know if it, I mean, as long as they delegate, I don't think it should be, it should be a problem. But if they're getting like a Jerry Jones where they want to like run everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, then there's a problem, right? Can it's just this? different
3: seeing, you know, a woman's hiring ran the the woman amy adams hired the general manager then amy adams came in and hired the head coach you know and she's there presenting me. and
9: it's it's a it's it's a mind uh trick no it is yeah you know, when i was for, the assistant gm for our uh, d league which is now called the g league for the nba i was the assistant gm they made me go there and cut players oh really yeah imagine me wow cutting, cutting players Cutting so guys, kind who of guys. Like a, yeah, who's 6'9 or whatever. Yeah. yeah,
2: so it's like a page out of Moneyball.
9: Yeah, when and then, and him. then you feel bad because that guy's also like you know doing an extra like two extra jobs and he really needs this. And I yeah. know his story. And wow. I've met his wife, his kids, and I'm like, oh wow, this is like hard knocks like on steroids because yeah. it's a lower level. They're not making as much money. They need this job. You're kind of crushing their dreams. Do you know what I mean? It's a whole Absolutely. different thing. So I always just wow. like. I don't want to have to do this. Like, can I just do the contracts? You know, we were doing like CBA and I learned you know so much when I was there, but they wanted me to really get a grasp of everything. And they're like, we're going to have to have you cut a player. So they mm. had them come mm. into my office. And I was like, oh, God, I don't know how to do this.
2: Can I get this off my chest while you're in here, Bonnie? The Lakers thing that came out on Showtime, I was so disappointed.
9: Thank you. You didn't like Gosh, it, right? Gosh, I hated it. Thank you. So do I. I
2: hated it. I Perfect. Was, I'm just telling you, I was so looking forward to that. I was so excited for that. And then once I started watching it and I got into it, I was like, this sucks. Right. It's awful. Right. I thought it was going to be real. Like, I don't even know what was... Real and what wasn't. No, and it that. was
9: almost like they were trying to do the satire kind of like feel, just... and I didn't like it because a lot of those people in that are my friends. So like the way they depicted Jerry West oh, made me really mad. Oh my
5: gosh! Um,
9: I mean, Doctor Bus, we all know he, you know, he was into yeah. the, you know the, the young pretty girls, but mm-hmm. they kind of they still didn't show like what Ford thinking was, what he did, how smart he was, you know. And then the way with magic and Chick Hearn, they made him look like he was a racist in the draft room, like I all that stuff bothered me because I know these people, and I just thought. If you don't, let's say you don't know anything about sports, or let's just say you don't know anything about the Lakers, you're going to think that was true. I
2: oh, know, and yeah. so
9: you know that Jerry West sued him.
2: Oh yeah, no, mm-hmm. I mean they made yeah. him look like a psycho, a jerk, and
9: a psychomaniac. And a
2: crazy man. Yeah, oh. and I, I and
9: he is the smartest basketball genius ever. No, he's the logo. You don't talk bad about say, the logo, right. okay? He's he is is the
2: logo. <laughs> I was he really. Is- I was just just dis- I was so disappointed, disappointed, right? I only
9: watched one or two because I didn't like it. I gave That's how mad I, I didn't was.
2: watch the whole thing. Or I Pat Riley, up.
9: did you like how they? No, thank you.
2: And I'm oh. a Kentucky guy, yeah. so okay. I mean, I like Pat Riley, right? And I just I I was just real. I, I don't remember how far I went, but at some point I was like, I'm out. And I I'm believe so there's done. a
9: second season. Like
2: I'm way there out. there is yeah. I'm way did out. you
9: watch it? No, I have
3: never seen a single no. episode yeah. of. You didn't miss of it. anything,
2: no. as you can tell. I can tell. On the way
3: out. Did maybe, we? Maybe I should watch
6: just say, like, is it this bad? Okay, yeah. I guess
2: so. Now he's
9: going to want to watch it. We like, just there's like going to be a little bit out. of well,
2: morbid happened? curiosity <laughs> on Justin's part to watch it. Well, what happened? Uh, in all seriousness, on the way out, if there ever was a book two on this subject matter, which you could easily do, in all seriousness, Justin, I, that's what I was going to bring up. There are two really, really good stories that you would consider. Well, actually, here. he
9: said three or four. Well, I said you, two. Well, I'm, Amy I'm, as well. If you, Amy, well, I guess if you include Amy, Adams, us, Strunk, Amy Adams, yeah, yeah
3: Pat Summit, you
4: know, well, Pat
9: Summit is a, would be
2: you know, yeah, Wilma Rudolph to, was the other
4: more historical right,
2: yes. figure,
9: which I like that because well, the ones I talked about hidden gems, people maybe don't yes. know. Yeah.
2: Well, let me let me give you another one where you were just at last night. That I don't know. Maybe you met her. Michelle Kennedy is now the president of the Predators.
9: Yeah, I actually did meet her. And she's I also, fantastic. And I also met one of the other ladies who just got there. Um, I think she's a C. I have
2: not met her yet. She's brand new.
9: Yes. Do you know so, what I'm talking about? Yes, like, I, I have not, not a CFO, met her yet. CFO, but she's another yes. high executive. Correct. Right.
2: But Michelle Kennedy is now the president. Yeah. And she's been in the organization for a long mm, time. Geez. She played basketball at Vanderbilt. She's incredibly So I smart, talked to her about my book because she was really like, cool. She
9: was like all on board because she yes. loved all the different people in it. So I told her I was going to send her a book and then she gave me her card and she's like, let's keep in touch because they're going to do a woman in sports panel there and they want me to come back. Uh-huh.
2: 100%. I'm not surprised. Very Michelle, cool. yeah. she yeah. gets it. Very and cool. She's... she's been on the show. Did I not say that? Yes. I said, oh, yes. And she's sharp. Gets she's
9: it. on oh, it. She's yeah. great.
3: Oh no, she, she's on it. No, She oh. gets 100%. it. I was really
9: impressed by her.
3: Very
2: cool. Bonnie Jill Laughlin has been in our studio in a league of her own. Celebrating Female First in Sports. I'm assuming people can get this book
9: Amazon, anywhere. Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Target.
2: There you go. Okay, you just heard. Great seeing you. Thanks yeah, for coming thank in. thank you. That thank fun. You so much for Next by. time I come really to the Cutters
9: great- game, you got to come and open the doors with me.
2: We're way in.
9: Absolutely. <laughs> but
2: if you're going to do that again, you need to up your game. You're going to need to either do the Zamboni. I
9: know. Or...
2: About this money. What's the other one? Uh, go in the locker room and call out the names, the starters,
9: <gasps> the little kids. Do Read that. I yeah. know. Come Read see that. Really cool.
2: <laughs> Read the card. Have you guys uh, done that?
9: No. I've
3: never done that. No. Now I've had the opportunity. Nash has taught me the knee slide across the oh, ice. Oh, already he
9: does right in the beginning. Yeah. yeah. The beginning,
3: now, we didn't. He didn't teach me the repelling from the ceiling. and I don't know if you're still want doing to do that. that no. But he taught me how to do the running start and and the show slide. With the knees and you know, all your knees across the ice there, which and did was you really do it? cool. I absolutely did. it well, On live T V cool. it was wonderful. I
9: kinda wanna do that. And there's <laughs> yeah. the guy and there's the guy with the flag too. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things I can do. So right.
3: I haven't done the door open thing, but I've done that and so that was really cool. I
2: think we just made you a return trip to Nashville. I know. There you, you go. go.
9: That was fun, though. That was I had such a blast. I haven't really had that much fun at a hockey game. That was had a lot of fun yeah. there.
2: Well, it's it's kind of the place to be. Sounds like she likes it and loves they it get and credit. wants some more of it. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you. Look at yeah, you. Yeah,
9: I the mean, Tim McGraw. I didn't, yeah, that was kind of cool, too. Man, I am
2: I got a teardrop just now, you doing that. Bonnie, great seeing you. Thank Thanks you for doing so
9: much. This. I had fun.
2: Bonnie, Jill Laughlin in studio with us. Great stuff. Let's take a break. Wide open the rest of the hour if you want to get involved. 615-844-5600 is the phone line. And the text line, more of The McFarland Show, here on WNSR.
4: In a single moment, everything
1: can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash handsonlycpr and become a lifesaver today.
6: It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage Nasal Care. Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. Navage sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose, making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA-FSA eligible, so Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire don't wait a minute longer buy navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use navage is available online at navage.com or walmart walgreens cvs and Rite Aid. navage n-a-v-a-g-e clean nose healthy life
10: we all hear the radio ads about the irs they tell you to be afraid to be scared and they try to frighten you into calling i'm not here to do that Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, 50000 or 500000 we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids, no matter where you are, call now. 800-617-0239. Don't lose hope. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people.
8: Are you ready for some March Madness? Then don't miss out on any of the action at the High Valley Conference Basketball Championship presented by United Fidelity as the return to the Ford Center downtown Evansville for March 6th through the 9th as the first entries into the men's and women's NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are now on sale to each OVC school's ticket office, ticket master, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person.
12: Five
6: state Forecast. Your exclusive National Sports Radio WNSR Skyscan forecast. Today's going to be a cloudy day with showers. High temperature will be 52. Clouds tonight, scattered showers diminishing after midnight, low 46. Turns out mostly sunny for Saturday, high 66. Utilizing the resources of the Weatherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio
4: WNSR
7: you're listening to the mcfarland show live on wnsr nashville sports radio
2: 615-844-5600 is how you get in touch with us darren and justin here live in the strike Spare family fun center studio hope everybody's having a great day so far. Bonnie Jill Laughlin. Good stuff from her. Appreciate her hanging out with us. Check out her book. It's a great story. By the way, NBA Scout. That is interesting. Impressive. Mm-hmm. First and only NBA Scout. Yeah. Female Scout. And I that's love that.
3: going to change. Um, she won't be the uh, the only for for much longer. You know, the, the the landscape of sports is changing and becoming way more diversified, and that includes not just you know the black people, Latinos, whatever you want to call it, but you know it includes women. Women are going to be more and more involved in all aspects of sports moving forward. They just are. It, you know, it's going to be not too long, Darren. I think before we'll see. General managers and assistant general, you know, we had one there, uh, but general managers in charge of professional sports teams who are women. Uh, I think that is coming in our, you know, next 10 years or so, I would think.
2: Uh, Eric has weighed in in Columbia on our uh, YouTube page. Was it called winning time? That didn't ring a bell. Okay. That's it. Uh, Eric um, earmuffs. He says, don't listen to Darren. He said, winning time was, was good. He said he loved it. Oh, Eric. As Come long on, as he man. loved it. Listen. Come on. It's fiction. It was so bad. It's fiction. I know. It,
3: you know, if you're watching it for a documentary, it is not that. If you're watching it for entertainment, then maybe it's something a little different. And again, I, I'm saying this without having seen a single thing. So I don't know. I've seen like a one-minute trailer. Yeah. it's It was so bad.
2: Fiction. Why would you... By the way, the storylines in that is so amazing. Why do fiction? Do real, man. Well. Do a documentary.
3: I I think they were, who knows what they were trying to accomplish here. I I don't know. The the answer is I don't know. Maybe because they feel like the fiction will be more entertaining than whatever the the docudrama they can come up with of what really happened. You know, and then it ran amok. You know. (laughs) You know, we did the movie uh, Air, where we uh, we spoke to um, one of the people involved with that, and he confirmed to us everything we saw in the movie didn't actually happen.
2: Oh, Sonny Vicaro.
3: Sonny Vicaro. Everything that happened in Air that we saw in the movie did not actually happen.
2: Well, I understand that movies... What? Yeah, I remember the time. All the... All these, remember the, Yeah, all that didn't. All these happen. movies, like yeah. Rudy, Rudy didn't like, actually happen that way. But everybody knows that, and, and that Hollywood is going to Hollywood up it a little bit. Yeah, you know, I but mean, those are all real. But it's still things, based like, on real stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's like, going to be stuff, Hollywood's going to add Like with the Rock did in. Ballers,
3: you know, that was completely made up. Yeah. But, you know, these things, Rudy, there was a Rudy Rudiger. He 100%. absolutely played in Notre Dame. You know, it's a yes. real thing. It happened. There was, um, you know, the, the coach there for, remember the Titans, uh, Herman, um, Herman Boone. There was a Herman Boone. Yes. He did coach high school football. It did happen in Virginia. It just didn't happen like that.
2: The movie radio, Cuba Gooding Jr., that, that guy was real. Okay. It was based on a real story.
3: Now you're running into one I haven't seen, but that's okay.
2: <laughs> what? No. By the way, this is going to be your punishment. If you get, you know, if, if you lose a bet or you're kind of, you know, being a little cantankerous during a show or something. Cantankerous. Yeah. Being a little bit, you know.
3: You're going to make me watch Winning Time? Is that what you're going to make We're going to make
2: you watch Winning Time. Thank you. <laughs> Is that where we're going? We're going to make you watch, watch Winning, winning time. time. Justin, for your behavior today, you, sir, must watch Winning Time. That yeah. would
3: be your punishment. Yikes. If it's as bad as you guys say.
2: Well, according to Eric, I mean, I, look, Eric, Eric. if Eric enjoyed it, that's fine. But I thought it was a pile of garbage.
3: Listen, if they went to a season two, somebody somewhere enjoyed it. That's I the guess. way that goes. I guess. They wouldn't make a season two if it was just complete, I know. They never on.
2: make sequels. Well. You know, that are. They, they that are do. Because. But, you know,
3: it's typically because there's a curiosity.
2: Oh, is <laughs> you know, that right?
3: Yeah. I mean, they've made 10 Sharknados. What does that mean? Well, that, how
2: many Friday the 13th have they made? Quite a few. But yeah. people
3: love those things.
2: Do they? Yeah. I feel like the, I, I, don't, I don't find those people anymore. Yeah, Jason. Like,
3: initially, you know, yes. Yeah, but, people only, you know, But, J- like,
11: it. Freddy you know,
3: Cougar, and you know, then they merged the two where Freddy <laughs> fought Jason, didn't they? I mean, <laughs> that was good. No, no, see? Oh, Adam Adam see? That was see, good. see
2: what? people. Come on. Let's go to break. Let's go to break. We'll wrap up the first hour next. Looking for
6: something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million. All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly.
2: That's 800-462-3333
12: 800-462-3333 You enjoy the thrill of gambling but what happens when it becomes a problem? Whether you want to cut back or quit gambling altogether, the Gambling Clinic has been helping people change their gambling for over two decades. We're here to help, not to judge. The Gambling Clinic is a Tennessee-based clinic offering in-person and telehealth support to help people win back their life. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services.
6: Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5. And it's Patton Cook from Nashville Sports Radio.
2: We are excited for our new show, JB and the General, every Monday through Friday right here on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio.
6: Talking all things Titans, Nashville SC, Preds, anything you want, we can talk. And we don't mind going off
0: the beaten path once in a while as well. Again, that's every Monday through Friday, 9 to 11,
6: right here on WNSR.
7: You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio.
2: 615-844-5600 is how you get in touch with us. Our phone line and our text line. Darren and Justin here on the Strike a Spare Family Fun Center Studio. Adam Johnson is alongside for the ride. Hour number two, just around the corner. We'll get into a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Titans break ground yesterday. Yeah. When yeah. When you were making your way back to yeah, town. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Saw some of that. Uh, 70,000 square foot rooftop bar. Going
2: to be included. Now. Okay. So. They said it's going to be the largest rooftop bar, but yeah, it's not actually going to be on the roof, right? So how does this I work? I mean,
3: it's just at the top of the building, I guess. So, I mean, I you know, I've only seen the concept drawing. Uh, just so. right,
2: looking at the renderings, like I don't see a rooftop bar. So, well, is it on the outside?
3: I think it's on the inside. I think it's everything's on the everything's on the inside, but I think it's on the inside with a balcony. All it okay. has to do is be on the roof to be a rooftop bar. It does not have to be open air. They could
2: have doors to go to the outside.
3: Yeah, it doesn't mm. have to be you know open air for it to be a rooftop bar. It just has to be on top of the roof of the main building. I guess then the place you're in has a roof too. So okay, you know, it's Nashville. We're making it up as we go along. Okay, is that right? Yeah. Okay, that's what we're doing. Mm. There's no definite. There's no rules right now. Somebody invented a cheesesteak one day too. There was no such thing. They just invented it. and Philadelphia decided to let it go.
2: We'll figure out. Uh, Justin has a lot of things he wants to weigh in on, mm-hmm. and we haven't done it together this week. So we'll do that in the second hour. Plus, we can talk to you. More of the McFarland Show. Hour number two coming up next here on WNSR.
12: ABC News. I'm Michelle Franzen. Fire crews are getting a break from those winds that have fueled this week's deadly wildfires in the Texas panhandle. The Smokehouse Fire, now the state's largest on record, has charred through more than a million acres in cattle country. At a briefing, Governor Greg Abbott says the destruction to homes, livestock, and livelihoods is widespread. Those who are
6: affected by this have gone through utter devastation. They are going through challenges that
3: others cannot comprehend.
12: The blaze so far blamed for at least two deaths. In Florida, a federal judge heard arguments today in the Mar-a-Lago classified documents case involving former President Trump, his attorneys pushing for a trial start date after the election. Special counsel prosecutors want a trial date in July. The judge did not set a date yet. The CDC issuing new guidelines for COVID, saying people who get COVID with symptoms should isolate for 24 hours. This is ABC News.
6: N-S-R. Sports Radio. We all make resolutions this time of year. And let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but will help you feel healthier all year long. Navaj. Navage provides quick, drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year, when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This New Year's resolve to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at navage.com. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Listen. You can't handle the truth It's about to go off Live
0: from the WNSR's Strike and Spare Studios Just a bit outside Now back to the McFarlane Show With Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane Drop
4: me the money!
0: Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Now, the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin.
2: Second hour rolling along with Barlin Show here in the Strike Bear Spare Family Fun Center studio. You can watch the show every day on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Darren and Justin here with you. It looks like the Philadelphia Eagles mm-hmm. are set to release one Kevin Byer. Didn't look like it ended up being a great fit No, for him in Philadelphia.
3: Never looked comfortable at all. Uh, didn't look like himself. Didn't look like the guy we've seen here no. over the last number of years. And not that he was having one of his best seasons when uh, they let him go, but he you know, he looked even worse mm-hmm. <laughs> in Philadelphia. Just never found the right position uh, there, even though he's playing the same position. But the scheme wasn't quite right for him. Then they
2: got, what, a fifth and a sixth out of him? Yeah. So, good job. Worked out. By Rand Carthorn. Yeah, worked honestly. out in that case. And I feel bad for Kevin Byard because he was doing a whole lot of losing here and went to Philadelphia, and everybody's like, "Oh man, you know, congratulations! You're going to the Eagles. They're yeah. like ten and one." And then he gets there, and yeah. the wheels come off. Yeah,
3: and you know, the, those promises he was made there by a certain wide receiver he yeah. uh, used to be here, where yeah. you know things are different and all that. Can I name
2: him, or am I not, you not allowed? You can if you want to, but you know, I don't
3: know if I wanted to name him. Here I go know. again, AJ Brown. AJ hey, Brown. I did, it. I,
2: did it. I did it. I named another name. There you go. Oh, we forgot to get the name of the Tampa reporter. I didn't get it, but yes, I want, I want you, to know. You want to know who that is? I do want to
3: know. Okay, I, I, man, know. I
2: haven't looked at I haven't it. Is weird that it. it didn't get out there.
3: Someone did a great job protecting whoever that was, no because it was going to get real foolish. Uh, whoever it was was uh, was going to get pumbled relentlessly. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not sure if it's good or bad that the name didn't get out.
2: I suspect a lot of Titans fans. I'm not sure. But I suspect we'll want Kevin Byard back. I, I just, again, I said this yesterday when someone suggested Johnny Smith because he was nah. released by the Falcons. And nah. I'm like, look, this team has turned over a new leaf. They, they, they've started Can't a new back. book.
3: Cannot go okay, back. They're not
2: adding chapters. No. They, they've started a new book. Cannot go back. And so this is not about you know familiar faces and familiar places. No, this is about a whole new look completely in this market we're about to embark on something we have never seen in 25 years yeah okay yeah at least that's what their attempt is going to be it is whether it ends up being that or not it is a philosophy change
3: well even if it's bad darren it's going to be bad in a different way because we've seen the current way be bad too a lot um, but whatever it's going to be next year, it's going to be bad in a different way. It's not going to be three yards in a cloud of dust bad. Uh, or, you know, what are they doing? You know, running up the middle, getting stuffed. It's not going to be that kind of bad. It's, it's going to be incomplete passes or interceptions or sacks or it's going to look bad. If it's going to be bad, it's going to look bad in a different way. That's what I can promise you. If they continue to move along the path that they're going on right now. And I listened to the press conference from a couple of days ago uh, between uh, Rand Carthen and Brian Callahan. And there are three things that stuck out to me. And I know – so do we want to – where do we no, want go to go ahead. here? We're,
2: we got – look, we're wide open this hour. So uh, we're, here, a we're here to talk.
3: 615 here on WNSR, the McFarland Show. It's called Sports Talk Radio. So it is we'll, it's just called, called Sports Talk Radio. We, yeah. can, we can keep talking. So. Three things stuck out to me okay. uh, during the comments, especially from Brian Callahan.
2: Number one.
3: Number one is Derrick Henry is not coming back. And and we we knew that. We we're running promos of you talking about that. We already knew Derrick Henry wasn't coming back. But the fact that Brian Callahan, as of two days ago, still had not spoken with Derrick Henry is all the indication that you need that Derrick Henry is not coming back. And something he said at the end of his comments there I know Derek will always have a warm place for Nashville in his heart, and he will always mean a whole lot to the organization.
2: And what is that? What is that statement? He
3: just goodbye.
2: Died. That's called past tense.
3: That's co- Goodbye. That is called, we hope to see Derek in another six to seven years once he's retired so we can retire his number. Mm-hmm.
2: And, and honor him. And
3: honor him in the proper way, and we hope to see him in Canton at some point. Yeah. And, you know, that That's what that says. Yeah,
2: it's past tense.
3: It's past tense. It's over. Mm-hmm. It's over. I've that been is,
2: saying it from jump.
3: That is, we both have, and mm-hmm. that is the number one thing that jumped out. Now we're hearing the language mm-hmm. from the new head coach. That he is not so, he's talked with Will and I understand Derrick Henry's not under contract. I got you. I got you. I got you. But still, if you thought Derrick Henry was going to be in your future plans, you would think that some communication would have been made. It's not like they can't talk. They can. They just haven't. There, there's a reason for that. All right. That's number one. Okay. Number two. Malik Willis is not going to be back on this football team.
2: Oh, so you – okay, I'm, I'm, I want to hear this.
3: So, one of the things As that – As you
2: can imagine, I brought it up to Steve Layman because I yep. did it the week prior. Listen. And I said, what did you make of his comments? What did that tell you about Malik Willis? So, I want to hear your version.
3: One of the things that he says about what he looks for in quarterbacks are things that Malik Willis is not. Okay. Um, The, the fact that he says, well, they have to be a, a fast decision-maker – Accurate and tough. Now, I'm not going to question Malik Willis toughness. I've seen him get hit and get up quite a bit. He's tough as nails. He's, you're not going to catch me talking about, well, he's not very tough. Mm, he's plenty tough. Fast making decisions, accurate. Mm-hmm. Not, not things he does good. very well right now that we've seen so far. Yep. So unless they're going to bring him in and completely retool him from the ground up, which I don't think they're going to do. No. He's gone. Mm-hmm. He is out of here. Now, whether or not they're going to trade him or just cut him, that is something mm-hmm. that they're going to have to he's work no out. trade value. So, therefore, I don't think he's going to be on this maybe practice squad at best. Maybe. Maybe. But even he has no value on the practice squad because they're switching the offense anyway. So it's not like, oh, we can bring him in because he knows. He-. Not this Mm-mm. offense he won't. Mm-mm. He won't know this offense. So the- he has no value anymore on this football team because he does not do things now. Brian Callahan acknowledged there are different ways to play quarterback in the NFL. That was the other thing he talked about. Um, but the way he likes to play quarterback is for the quarterback to be a quick decision maker, accurate, and tough. So far, he is one of those three things, is Malik Willis, from the version of him that we've seen so far. If he wants to go somewhere else where they have a different philosophy— Baltimore, perhaps, where they have mobile quarterbacks. Philadelphia, perhaps, where they more welcome that. Seattle, perhaps, where they welcome that as well.
2: Or if Chicago keeps Justin Fields. Chicago. Just got running backs or quarterbacks that just run.
3: It, listen, or He'll be at fine. least more on the move,
2: or, more you know, you know, more, you know, move, more yeah. th-
3: running, you know, a yeah, running, yeah. more running style. I shouldn't
2: say just run, no, because they I mean. do more than that. But, That's you know, their strength.
3: It's a more, it's a different style of quarterback. If you want to go there and do that, then you have to go to places that cater to who you are, and and this is no longer one of those places. I'm not sure it ever was, but you know, th- again, the person who drafted him is long gone at this point. So whatever vision that John Robinson had for Malik Willis, he took with him. When they let him go. So now we never know. We will, and, and that's one of the things, out of all the things I wanted to ask John Robinson, if I can ask John Robinson almost anything, and there's a lot to ask him, what were you thinking about when you drafted Malik Willis? Like, What was your vision for him? Because you wouldn't have drafted him in the third round for nothing.
2: Moved, traded up to get him.
3: There was clearly a plan or something that you thought he was going to be, and I'm just curious what you thought that was. Did you think he was going to be the next Jalen Hurts or Russell Wilson or, or whatever? What were your thoughts when you drafted him? That's what I would want to know from John Robinson and, and something we won't have a you know a hard
2: time figuring out. All right. Okay. So before sure. you go to three, I, I, I brought this up to Steve Lehman and I brought it up last week on the show. Or this week. I keep saying last week. This week. I keep thinking like you're yeah, back and sure. it's like a it's new Monday, week. It's Monday. It's a new yeah. week. Yeah. I think, this is what I think, and you tell me if you agree or disagree, because I've heard others since I've brought this up in this market say thing, and I've heard or bring up this topic, but then they, I'll tell you what they say, and I, I completely disagree with
3: it. That's good, because I've been unplugged from the market. Okay. I have not heard any of this.
2: I said, I think it is time, and this, this market has done a great job. The Oregon, Titans have done a great job of bringing in that guy that used to be the starter, is now just at the back end of his career, and he is fine being the backup. And when you when needed, he's great. We saw Neil O'Donnell. We saw Kerry Collins. Yes. We saw Matt Hasselback and also guys that can help groom the young guy. Hey,
11: going
3: back further than that, who was the very first backup when the Titans got here?
2: Chris Chandler. No. David Craig. Yeah, Dave Craig. Okay. Yeah. Another veteran guy. Chandler was not a good example because he didn't want anything to do with mentoring Steve McNair. No.
3: But David Craig. David Craig was here for the first, at least least 98. I can't, maybe 97. It wasn't 99. It was
2: 97, maybe? 97, 98. 98 98 98. for sure. He was here. Okay. I think that it would not be a bad idea at all, again, because you have your franchise quarterback going into his second year who could use all the help he can get, whether it's system, new offensive coordinator, new head coach, and maybe a veteran guy who's been there, done it, in that room that can help bring him along. I think it's time for the Titans to bring in another Neil O'Donnell, Kerry Collins, Matt Hasselback guy, Dave yeah. Craig. I don't I don't have the answers to who that is. Who that is. Yeah. But there is there's always oh, sure. that guy out
3: He's there. He's out there somewhere.
2: There, there's that guy out he
3: there. He absolutely is.
2: So, I think it wouldn't be a bad idea for him to be though, Now, what I was going to say is when other people I've heard this week talk about that, they've said you can't do that. That mm-hmm. you know because what if he comes in and he takes Will Levis's job from him? No, 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 um no, no, no. well Well, let me tell if, you about that. If go, Will go Levis, on, Levis loses his job to that quarterback, then you don't have your guy. Yeah. Okay. So if he's not better than that guy that used to be the starter, who's now relegated to the backup, who's at the back end of his career and he loses out to him. Well, guess what? I got bad news for this market. I got bad news for the Titans. You don't have your guy. Will Levis is not your guy. You cannot go into that going, Hey, we can't get anybody too good. Cause he may take Will Levis's job. No, no, if your backup quarterback is taking your starter in his second year, then you don't have the right guy. Yeah. You're going to be back in the quarterback market again. So I am, I'm not worried about that. Because you can't worry about that. Okay? We still don't know what Will Levis is. But look, right now, it is his job and mm-hmm. his job only. Yeah. Until he falls flat on his face, right until we all recognize oh, yeah. or they recognize, well, crap. He's not good enough, you know, because we've got to that point in this market. Over and over and over sure. again. we oh, know yeah. what it looks like. Yeah, we'll all know. I know. We'll climb the stairs. I promise and be you. I've said it over the years,
3: and we'll see flashes, and then look. Uh, I this, spent many times
2: telling this market: Vince Young and Jay Locker and Marcus Mariota worth the dudes, and I got ripped
3: for it. And by the way, two of those guys had playoff seasons. Yeah, with this team. Yeah. So just because they get to the playoffs doesn't mean that that's the
2: guy. But you know what's crazy is Jake Locker, people would come after me about Jake Locker. And I was like, folks, wow. you're making this, per- this is not about being, per- it's not personal. No. Those guys were fine. I don't have anything against them. They were nice guys. I don't have anything against them. In fact, Jake Locker and Mario were like two of the nicest two people the nicest you ever Two of the nicest guys
3: on the planet.
2: Yeah. Like it has nothing to do, we're talking about are they good enough? Separate who they are and are they good enough? the answer is they're not good enough. So we know what that looks like in this market. But I'm just saying if you're worried about the backup quarterback taking Will Levis's job, if you're worried about that, if the Titans are worried about that, then you don't have your guy. I'm not worried about that. I think they need to go get one of those types again and bring him him bring him in to serve as the backup.
3: Those people who are making the arguments that bringing in uh, a quarterback would somehow endanger will Levi's starting job are not being serious people. I'm calling them out right now you're not they' they don't believe that they're just saying that to try and create conversation for their channel show whatever they're doing they don't believe that that's silly and on its face and they know it and they're just saying it because you know because of whatever because the fill in the blank reason that's that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous on its face, and really not even worth your time or my time getting into. You bring in a veteran if that's the direction you want to go into, okay? Because there's only a couple of different directions here. Either you get you sign the the the, the veteran backup that you're t- talking about there, a guy who's on the back end of his prime, if not way past his prime, maybe, and you're bringing him in just to be serviceable until Will Levis can get back from whatever the injury is. Fine, you're bringing in that guy, or you're bringing in the young development type. Some guy you drafted maybe in the fourth round or something uh, that you saw something in that you think could maybe be something and then you try and develop them. You can bring in that guy or some, you know, maybe another project guy that some other team has given up on and you bring him in and says, you know what? He didn't work well there at all, but I got the right thing for him. If you just brought him in here, I can fix him and we can make him go. You, you know, one of those guys is just the trying to figure out whoever it is that you're going to bring in and what philosophy you have as a football team. But one thing is for sure, Will Levis is the starter. The Atlanta game, the Miami game last year, solidified him as the starter until further notice. Unless he just comes out and just is a complete dumpster fire in starting in August. from, And, and not even then. He can have four terrible preseason games, and he will still be the starter in September. It, it's just... It's his team until he makes it painfully obvious that it's not his team. He
2: won't even play much in the preseason.
3: Probably not. And here's the other reason it's his team. Rank Carthen drafted him. That's his guy. That's his guy. Rank Carthen has just been promoted. So if you think Rank Carthen is going to, if Rank Carthen moves on from Will Levis, <laughs> oh, oh boy, oh boy, what does that say? What does that mean? Oh, no, 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 no. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen.
2: All right, and point three? Uh, Point three.
3: They're going to running back by committee next year Mm -hmm. um, because without Derrick Henry, and and that's really sort of a tag to the Derrick Henry thing, um, they talked a lot about, or he, Brian Callahan, talked a lot about the fact that you are now delegating the running back responsibilities. Now, here's my thing about this. If you do that, if you bring in an Anvil, who's your short down back, doesn't that make your play calling predictable Depending on who you bring in the game as far as what they're going to do, you know, and, and, Possibly. I, and that's the thing that concerns me a little bit. If you bring in the scat back for certain situations or the, the anvil for other situations, then, then the defense go, Oh yeah, he's only in here to do the one thing. Um, and it becomes specialized. It becomes like relief pitching in Major League Baseball. You bring in a guy, you know, he's got a nasty curveball, but that's all he's got. Or you bring in a guy who's got a cutter, but that's all he's got. And so you kind of know what's coming. But it's situational there.
2: But if you have two productive backs, you can treat it like you know the Dolphins did with Mostert and uh, A. Shane.
3: That's ideal. But you know you you have to find that right mix.
2: Detroit used to. Philadelphia used to. I mean, yeah, teams had productive backs. It, plural.
3: It's yes, they did. It'll be interesting to see what they do. But but it, to me, it became painfully obvious that they're gonna they're not going back to a bellwether. Uh, Bill Weather, Bell Cow, Bell Cow yeah. type of running back. They're going, so it's not going to be the Tajay Spears show Mm-mm.
2: exclusively Mm-mm. I mean, next it year. Be.
3: It is going to be Tajay Spears featuring fill in the blank one of one A.
2: Yeah. All right, we'll come back. More of the McFarland Show six one five 844 5600 If you want to get involved, more of the McFarland Show here on WNSR.
10: It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't
11: any cops around.
1: Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it. The price of everything is going up. And if you're stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you are stuck in and your options to get rid of it. Oh, beautiful gold
7: rush with your sparkling top prize. You surely are a sight for sore eyes. And jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000
6: winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a candlelight dinner. Uh, sounds like people are really loving the new February Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly
0: the Bill King Show.
6: Like I've mentioned, I
7: thought Nick had a good five years still left in it. This one comes as a complete shock to
2: me. If I sat here and said, I had a feeling, guys, Nick was trending, I'd be lying. I'd just be, that would be the host trying to act like he knew something he didn't know. Why would I present that to you? I am shocked. I was taken aback by it. Weekday mornings
0: beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Honest
7: Opinions, Genuine Conversations, The McFarlane Show.
2: A lot of action at the Combine up in Indianapolis today and all through the weekend. Let's start with um, former Vanderbilt. Slash former Kentucky running back Ray Davis. Now we're gonna, you know, we're not into that part yet where we're hot and heavy trying to figure out what round these guys are going. Right? No, we're not. We're not there yet. No, they're gonna go through the combine and then, then this stuff will start coming out. Right? Like things will start. You'll start seeing draft boards heat up, oh, like yeah. the mock draft. Yes, we will. But they're, they're gonna wait till after the the combine. But Ray Davis um, today spoke about. Vanderbilt about Will Levis um so we'll, let's hear a little bit from Ray Davis today in Indianapolis
11: I mean it feels great you know it feels great to be here it's, it's an honor you know um I got to talk to Nick throughout the, before the year even started and to be able to tell him that I wanted to earn it you know I wanted to earn everybody's respect I wanted to earn to be here and I think it's just a testament to my hard work and a testament to the people who, who've been in my corner in my journey you know from my coaches to my support group and be in a room with a uh, good, ba- good room of uh, running backs, and you know now this is my biggest showcase. And I am the guy that everybody's going to get. I am the guy that um, that everybody's talking about. Uh, getting it out, being available, you really do have to get it out the mud. You got to work about ten times harder to, uh, you know, when you're competing in games, and and uh, even Coach Lee being a first year coach and him having to instill a new foundation to me um, was was pretty good. And uh, you know, if I have an opportunity to go to the Titans, that'd be great. But having an opportunity to go anywhere, would be amazing too. Can you talk about the, I mean, yeah, you know, I, I didn't really get a chance to play. With, I didn't get to play. With Will, but I got to meet him a couple times, and uh, you know his mindset and the way he attacks the game, and just his grit and toughness. It'd be really cool to just be around him, you know, be around to be able to know to to jump into a situation where now you're the starter a couple weeks into the season and to have a great debut and be able to just go out there and keep working and and keep trying to show everybody uh, you are, who you say you are. You know, it'd be great to just be able to be in a room, with, uh, be able to play with him. Even Tajay, you know, Tajay is a guy where he came from Tulane. Tulane at that time was a really good team, but, you know, it's an American. Nobody had respected the American back then, but they respect it now. So I know he has a huge chip on his shoulder and to be in a room with that guy and learn from him and understand you know, how he approaches the game each and every day. It'd be
2: great. So that was Ray Davis, mm-hmm. former Vanderbilt and Kentucky running back. Uh, a heck of a running back in the SEC. Yes. He was very successful at Vanderbilt and even more successful at Kentucky. I mean, I I can tell you right now, that game against Florida this past season in Lexington, I don't think I'll ever forget that game. I mean, he put on a clinic. What did he run for, like 300 yards? Close to it. And a, like four touchdowns? I mean, I guess yeah. Florida. He was he was insane. Very sp-
3: spectacular player.
2: So, would you rather see that other running back next to Tajay Spears as a guy like Josh Jacobs or Saquon Barkley or Tony Pollard or Austin Eckler or those those free agent running backs, big name free agent running backs? Yeah. Or would you rather see them use another, yet another? Mm-hmm. draft pick on a running back. and i say yet another because yeah. they had uh who's the kid from michigan that they drafted
3: the uh kid. I mean, hassan they've been, ha-
2: hassan, haskins. hassan haskins i mean they've been drafting running backs for several years in well, the mid rounds yeah later rounds so would you rather them use it i think they have eight draft picks i believe yeah. would you rather them use another draft pick on a guy like ray davis and no. use him no. as the guy next to Tajay Spears, or would you rather get a more proven guy? I'd rather get
3: a more proven Me guy too. and somebody who's a little bit more versatile. Nothing against Me Ray too. Davis. Here's the problem with Ray Davis. He's 5'8", 5'8", and 220. And, you know, in the NFL, you, you need to s- s- do something. Tajay Spears, for for example, is spectacular. With the ball in his hand, especially in open space, he can do very special things. Quick feet, great acceleration, can catch the ball, Um, really tough runner. Um, Ray Davis, from what I see, is sort of in the same mold as a lot of other Vanderbilt uh, running backs that have come before him. Nothing wrong with those guys. Uh, the, the Zach Stacey's, and I'm, I'm missing one. Uh, another one that's uh, right here almost on the tip from, of my tongue. From who? From, from Vanderbilt. Uh,
2: the guy um, that was with the Bucks or with the Bucks.
3: Yes. um Who's uh, named Zach Stacey already, but there was a. Uh, he's still on the Bucks. I'm drawing okay. blank. But everybody knows who I'm talking about. It's the same sort of undersized hockey puck, anvil, bowling ball type of running back. Nothing against that. I just wonder if this offense is made for that kind of thing, and I don't think it is. I don't think it is at all. Um So I'd rather have the Austin Eckler. If Saquon Barkley is available, like, heck yeah. Um Are you going to pay him? No, you're probably not going to pay him what he wants to be here, so I would say No. Um, but I'd rather have one of those kind of proven guys here supposed to a Ray Davis. That's that's me. That's my opinion. And again, I don't hate the guy. It's just um it's just how I feel. He ran a four from what I can see uh Davis at the Combine, believe he ran a four five at the combine, um, you know, on a forty time. That doesn't jump off the page exactly. Um that's not lightning quick in the NFL at, at four five. That's good. That's average about. So, what does he do especially well on the NFL level that is worth a draft pick for this football team? I don't see a fit.
2: The guy we're trying to think of is no longer on the on the Tampa Bay Bucks roster. So, I'm drawing blanks. Uh, um, Kevin in Florida on our out. text line says uh, Mettenberger was his favorite worst Titans quarterback. <laughs> yeah, they don't need to have Zach Mettenberger. Zach Mettenberger. They don't need it because he was like a fifth round pick. They don't need to. First of all, they don't need to draft one. They need to bring in a veteran guy.
3: Yeah. No, I so He need to be better
2: than Zach Benberger. Just
3: and and they and they will. Um <laughs> they will. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn is who we're gonna Keyshawn about. Vaughn, thank you. Keyshawn Vaughn is who we're well done. About.
2: All right. Uh let's go back up to Indianapolis. This is Roma Dunze is the receiver from Washington who people love. Mm-hmm. And he is probably gonna be a top ten pick. Let's hear what he had to say in Indy today.
13: Yeah, no, the Titan, the times was cool. I think uh, that was one of my first meetings, so you know, going into it a little, little, little nervous, little figuring out, you know, how, how, uh, you know, th- those meetings are gonna go. But um, good people as well, you know, um, they were were also very, very diligent, asking me all, all the good questions, make sure I knew what I was talking about. I feel like, you know, I, I probably impressed them, hopefully. Um, so it, it was another good meeting. Definitely fit in there, um, you know. Uh, I think you know that they got a good system uh, going on. Um, got some good quarterbacks in the room, and it's something I I could, you know, help uh, expand. You know, my versatility uh, on, the, on the field. I think, you know, I've shown all the skills that, that can translate to the NFL at, at a high level um, in different facets of my game. And I think who I am as a person, who I will be to a locker room, who I'll be in a, in a community are all uh, A+.
7: And what's your trump card specifically as a player, if there's I, a trait? Trump
13: card. Uh, I would just say how much of a, a student I am of the game. Um, I'm always willing to learn, always willing to, you know, uh, you know, understand that there's room for improvement regardless of where I'm at in my career,
2: so. I think his trump card is his hands. Yeah. The guy catches anything that's close to him. Boy. Reminds me of Derek Mason. Mm. As in, if you threw the ball in Derek Mason's vicinity, he was going to catch it. Mm. Now, does that translate to the pros? I don't, don't know. I am just know. All I'm doing is going off of watching him in college. Yeah. The dude, if you are even close <laughs> to his hands, he's going to catch it. Yeah. Uh he's intriguing. He's a special talent, for sure.
3: Very intriguing uh player. Here's here's the here's the thing I wonder, and this honestly, Darren, is where I'm struggling, because I have understood for the last twenty five years kind of what this football team is and what they're looking for. Um you know, I know for a fact that, you know, they would never and there's no question that um that some of the shorter receivers have been spectacular. Tyreek Hill, uh, obviously is a spectacular, uh, talent. Um,
2: but Tyreek Hills don't grow on trees.
3: True. Um, you know, it, it, a, a couple of other guys who, you know, who stick out. Uh, who would be wonderful, but shorter receivers is not who this team would have drafted. Mm-hmm. Now, Roman Zunze is 6-3.
2: Oh, no, I'm not saying, st- I'm not saying body type. No. I'm no, no. talking about just the hands.
3: Oh, no, I understand. And his hands are fantastic. I'm just saying that I don't, I'm having a hard time picturing because we haven't had a season. I haven't seen him on the field. I don't know what this football team is going to look like. Before I had a visual picture, like Traylon Burks, AJ Brown, look like Titans receivers that they have drafted in the past. Tyrone Calico, big, strong, huge frame, Justin Gage, big frame, uh, could jump really high, you know, can block and run Mm -hmm. block. Justin Hunter. That was a big thing, Justin Hunter. You know, run blocking was a big deal. DGB. Another great example. I don't know what this team is going to look like now because they've, Everything, all of that is Scram. out of here. All of it is gone. Mm-hmm. And something that Rand Carthen talked about a little bit, and even Brian Callahan in that press conference the other day, is the fact that they are asking the receivers, the receivers, they're asking their scouts to look for different types of players now. They've been spending all this time looking for players to fit into the old system, and now they've got a new system, and now they're asking their scouts to look at new players or new new players to fit this scheme. So it's hard for me to picture, yeah, that looks like the kind of guy the Titans would draft because the kind of guy the Titans would draft is changing now. So I'm I'm very curious. Roman Zunze seems like a fantastic player. He do- he certainly does. They also talked about the fact there's a lot of depth at wide receiver. So do you pass on a Josh Alt, for instance? Um, Joe Alt. Joe Alt, excuse mm-hmm. me. Joe Alt. Do you pass on a Joe Alt who looks like... You know, a plug and play type of left tackle, Ooh,
2: six eight.
3: The the pass on him for Roma Zunze,
2: like three fifty or something. <laughs> Silly.
3: I mean, based on what we've seen, I would draft Joe Alt if you gave me that option between Joe Alt and Roma Zunze. But who's going to make the bigger impact? <sighs> Man, it's a tough call. I would draft I would draft Joe Alt because. The, why, the, the the offensive line play has been so atrocious.
2: You know what I said all week while you were gone? What'd you say? Titans should draft a left tackle at seventh pick. Yeah. <sighs> is As tempting as it is with these receivers, is as tempting as it is with the Brock Bowers, this team needs to solidify the left side of the, their offensive line. Yeah. With Skaronsky and whoever they identify as the... The next Brad Hopkins, Michael Roos, um, Taylor Lewan, yeah, the the luxury they've had that's that covers that spans about what twenty five years, twenty five years or so. Yeah, but they need to they need to find that next guy.
3: You can't keep going on no. like this. And if you're and it's really, not through
2: free agency.
3: And by the way, we're still in the evaluation period for Will Levis. Who's going into his second year,
2: and that's the other part. So you got to protect him.
3: If you really don't, if you want to find out what Will Levis really is,
2: you have to protect him.
3: You got to protect him, yep. and that would equal a left tackle to me. Mm-hmm. As tempting as it is yep. to go after a Roma Zunze.
2: and these receivers may be special, we'll get it, <sighs> but they they just have. You can have the weapon, a weapon or weapons galore. If your guy can't stay upright, it doesn't matter or healthy. Or healthy, it doesn't matter. Uh, let's, another special guy. Sure. LSU receiver Malik Neighbors. Yeah. He spoke today. Let's hear what he had to say.
11: I'm a dog, you know, when that ball's in the air, you know, it's mine. Um, and when I get the ball in my hands, I'm able to do tremendous things with it. Create, um, you know, create space on different DBs. Um, and able to make explosive plays downfield, you know, take a eight-yard ride and turn it into a touchdown. How did you... I'm a dog, you know, when that.
2: I would like for him, I think he lacks confidence. I would like for him to get some confidence. You, you want to sit him in a room with uh,
3: the former Panthers <laughs> wide receiver, Steve Smith, for a little while? I just want to have them talk.
2: I just feel like he's a little timid.
3: Uh, <laughs> listen, he seems like he's got the right attitude for it. The, the question is again, is he that special that you're picking him at seven over Joe Alt? For me, No, now I could look like a fool in three years, but I'm just saying the teams, the need is so bad at offensive tackle that you can probably find a wide receiver with a little dog Mm a little bit later. But these offensive, listen, we've talked to NFL experts from across the spectrum, college football guys from across the spectrum. Why are teams having such a hard time finding offensive linemen? Because the Titans aren't the only ones. Well, because you're looking for a very special, rare kind of athlete. They don't grow everywhere. The Titans have tried for two years to fit the offensive line spot with guys from the street. You know, other... Retreads. It it hasn't worked. You got to just go after the guy. Whoever the guy is. And apparently, you got to get him in round one. I would draft, as tempting as all of this sounds, I would draft the offensive tackle. Now... That's boring.
2: If they No, it's not. It's not if you get it right. It's not. Ask the Detroit Lions with Panay Sewell. Panay Sewell. And people said, what are you doing? You passed on so-and-so. Yeah, How's that worked out? Worked out quite well. Jared Goff thanks him probably every day. So if you get it right, it can be boring all you want, but it can change your franchise.
3: This sounds like the the debate between do you take a Jamar Chase or Panay Sewell? Both of them ended up being spectacular players. Both of them were home runs. But which one do you need most on your football team? Which one makes the bigger difference? And that—that's the hard part. That's the time. That's for me. Is going to well, take more examination.
2: The Bengals got to the Super Bowl with Jamar Chase. They did. And the Lions got to the NFC Championship game with Panay Sewell. So they were both. They were, It was win win. Yeah, it's win win. Mm. Now a lot of people think that this guy. Look, they're not all going to go in the first round. This is a guy that people think, and again, this will start shaping up more. We're still very early. It's the first day of March. But a guy like Keon Coleman, Florida State receiver, maybe this is a guy that's hanging around with that top pick in the second round, that early second round pick that the Titans have. Maybe a guy like Keon Coleman, this guy, could be their pick.
4: You think planes are real? Planes?
5: Yeah. What do you mean? Like, how do they fly? Airplane? Yeah.
2: The engine?
4: They have controls like a a big car. Just wings.
11: You think birds are real? Some of them. Yeah. Some of them. You ever seen a baby pigeon? Nope. That's what I'm talking about.
3: Appreciate
11: you, man. pigeons don't be in Louisiana. I'm sorry.
2: I'm sold. I'm sold. That's who they should take. What was that? I'm not sure. What what are we talking? about? My apologies. What just happened? Yeah, my apologies. Was that was
3: that a clip from Showtime? <laughs> was that what that
2: was? That was from Winning Time. From Winning Time, is that what that, that was, was? A clip from Winning Time. You're
3: right because if, the, if I told if that's it, then that's
2: awful. Yeah, told you
3: that's awful.
2: They didn't see the Lakers didn't see baby pigeons either.
3: You know, now I've been to New Orleans and I've been down to Bourbon Street. I'm pretty sure I've seen some pigeons. Oh, down there. I've
2: seen a lot of pigeons. So you know, on I know Bourbon he Street. says he's
3: from Louisiana and all that, but I'm just saying. If you haven't seen Pigeons in Louisiana, I don't know what part of Louisiana you've been to. I've been down and you know.
2: I've seen poop on Bourbon Street. I have. Yeah. I don't know if it's Pigeons. I, I, I don't I'm know, gonna, know I'm if gonna it's st- Pigeons. I'm going to stop there. i I'm going gonna,
3: You know, he's. this is the part where Darren ventures way too far into the pool, and I stop right here. <laughs> and I stop right here. You know, if you want to go swimming down in the deep end, that's cool with me.
2: I'm going to stay right over here. Don't you miss these interactions. I'm going to stay right here. No, you want to go down,
3: Go go for it.
2: You'll be fine.
3: You'll be fine. Listen, somebody's going to be here to call 911, okay? <laughs> You'll be glad I was here when something happens.
2: Uh, look, I told Bonnie Jill Laughlin, she was in the studio with us last hour. I covered that Super Bowl in 2012. That was in New Orleans. 49ers Ravens. I saw Bourbon Street. Yeah. and you I'd, saw, ma- I'd made other trips to New Orleans. I covered national championship games in New Orleans. I saw Bourbon Street. There's a lot to see on Bourbon Street. There's a lot to see. There's a
3: lot to see. Pigeons. It's easy to it's easy to reason why you may have missed the pigeons if you were on Bourbon Street because there's so many other things to
2: see. Yeah, but we should probably stop there. Okay, let's take a break. This is a good time for a break. Yes, yes, it is. Six one five 615-844-5600 is the phone line and the text line. More of the McFarland Show next year on WNSR.
14: Attention business owners, WNSR has some exciting opportunities for your business to thrive in the dynamic world of sports radio advertising. As the proud home of some of your favorite sports teams like the Atlanta Braves, Memphis Grizzlies, and more, we understand the power of sports in bringing people together and creating a passionate community. We believe that your business can become an integral part of this experience. Reaching a diverse and engaged audience. Contact the WNSR sales team for an opportunity to discuss how Nashville's sports radio can elevate your brand to new heights. Whether you're interested in a specific sponsorship package or would like a customized solution, we are here to meet your advertising needs. Call 615-844-1039. 615-844-1039. Or email saleswnsr at gmail.com. That's saleswnsr at gmail.com.
4: Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code LIFT for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code LIFT. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code
2: LIFT for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code LIFT. <laughs> Buyinto.com. Get cash for junk cars. You have a vehicle that's become a problem? You can get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. They'll buy your vehicle no matter the condition, in your driveway, at your mechanic shop, or even on the side of the road. You can call them at 615-480- 6473 or visit buyintow.com. Get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. 615-480- 6473. Buyintow.com. That's buyintow.com. It's
0: the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Patrick
3: Mahomes, he's in the GOAT conversation with this win. I'm calling him Michael Jordan, essentially, because he's taking other people's rings. There's no shame in losing to Patrick Mahomes. He's that good. If you just got bested by Patrick Mahomes, you just got bested by Patrick Mahomes. It's Patrick Mahomes, GOAT-level kind of guy.
0: The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNN...
7: Text the Strike and Spare studio now at 615-844-5600. You're listening to The McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane.
2: It's true. 615-844-5600. Darren and Justin live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Adam Johnson is alongside. Had a lot of fun today. Predators are going to try to make it eight in a row tomorrow as they host the avalanche they're in town colorado coming yes. to town predators are on a heater they've won seven in a row they haven't lost since you were away
3: i've noticed you know i've been watching you know i've been watching the scoreboard a little bit when i can and uh i've noticed like oh they won okay cool oh they won okay cool but they won again mm-hmm. jeez what is what is going on
2: They've actually been winning in dominant fashion. Not that it matters. You don't get extra points for that. No, you don't. But it's not like these are all, like, you know, 3-2 overtime victories. Mm-hmm. No, they've actually been dominating in these seven games. So, obviously, something has changed. The switch has changed. I would say getting spanked by Dallas and embarrassed, then embarrassed by the general manager and Barry Trotz, because this is just me personally. Mm-hmm. Nothing against Andrew Burnett. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of Barry Trotz. Okay, Barry oh. Trotz... And that's fine. Andrew Burnett is his hire. Andrew Burnett doesn't have much experience as a head coach. Barry Trotz has a quarter of a century as a head coach in the NHL. He does. And he's a general manager now. He is. And that's his first hire. And he wants the organization and the team to succeed. He wants his hire to succeed. And this was a Barry Trotz play, and it worked. It could have gone the other way, but it has worked. It has sparked this team. Mm -hmm. It has now given them an edge. It's now giving them a jolt that they clearly needed because they were just a team of win two, win, lose two, yeah. win one, lose one, win 500. One. Yeah. there's a 500 team.
3: They're nine games over 500 now. Yeah. Nine games over 500. Now, this is one I want to point out, Darren, and this goes back to something you said last year that I want to give you full credit for. As you know, I've been on what I call my hockey journey here, which I've come a long way compared to where I was show one. Um, <laughs> but you know, it is it's the scoring factor here. And um, th- this team did not score a lot of goals uh, last year, which is part of the reason they had the problem. And earlier this year when they were losing games, they didn't score a lot of goals. And I think I mentioned the last time I saw you um, was talking about the Kings game they were getting ready to go into. And I said, you know, even if they lost 6-4, that would be good for this team just to put points on the board. Well, during this win streak, starting back with their first win over St. Louis, 5-2, 5-3, 4-1, 4-2, 4-2, 4-1, 6-1. All the games, they've scored nothing less than four goals. Four or more
2: goals. In
3: every single game. As a matter of fact, their last loss was the 9-2, loss before that, 4-2, loss before that, 4-2, loss before that, 4-3, loss before that, 4-1. What does that say? And, you know and i keep scrolling back
2: I, 3 goals or less
3: 3 goals or less you know it, it, you have to go all the way back here uh for their last loss against Anaheim whenever and they don't have dates next to the game that i'm looking at but they lost the game 5 to 3 to Anaheim that was their that was the last game they lost where they scored you know basically three games there three games three goals there i mean that seems to be the magic number if this team gets to four mm. it seems like they're winning games yeah. and and that is now that that that's not easy, but they've been putting it together here over the last few weeks, which is um, I, I just find it interesting. I just find it interesting if you you can match the numbers here.
2: Well, the good news is they're gonna need. Uh, well, I don't know if it's the good news. The news along those lines is they're gonna need four more goals tomorrow to beat Colorado. <laughs> you're not beating Colorado two to one. Sorry.
4: Well, they haven't beat you're, anybody you're need, two to one.
2: You're gonna need four more goals tomorrow to beat Colorado. But I will say, right now they it's a seven games. Okay, look, and look, most teams have a stretch like this in an eighty two game season. It just happens. Yeah. But what's been impressive is they're scoring goals, as you just mentioned, and their defense has gotten way better. Mm-hmm. They're locking things down. Yeah. What they did the other night, Ottawa didn't have a shot in the third period. Mm. They outshot them eighteen to nothing. Mm. That's, that's dominant. That's dominating. It's dominant. 18 to nothing in the third period. I
3: guess they're no longer thinking about vacation.
2: Guess not. Like I that- said, it, it's it's an interesting strategy. It's not the first time it's ever happened. It won't be the last time, but it doesn't always work because it's a fork in the road. And it's either you're going you're gonna to come together and it's going to be the jolt your room needed and you're going to put together a big winning streak and that's exactly what they've done. That's one side of the fork. Yeah. The other fork is they, like, thumb their nose at you, and they're like, whatever, dude. And they just continue going down that path of loneliness. Yeah. It's a dark, lonely road. Most of it's not paved. Some of it's dirt and gravel. Yeah. It's, and some of it's off-roading. There's no lights. It's not a path you want to go down. But it, does, it doesn't always work. This one has worked. Yeah. Now the question is with how many games left? 21, 22, mm, 34 like that. and 25, so What are they? 34 34
3: and 25.
2: So that's, that's 59. Uh, 59 games. So 23? Yeah. 20,
3: 23? yeah, 23. 23 games?
2: Yeah. 82 minus so 59 23. Is 23 games. The question is what what is this, a week From today is the trade deadline. It is. So what does that mean? And how long can they keep this up? Because there was a time if they keep winning games, there was a time. Yeah. Well, the time was the entire season. Yeah. But I'm saying in the last, like, let's just say the last month you looked at the standings and said, okay, the winner of the division and seeds two and three in the central, they're already determined. Like, the teams, yeah, no particular order, yeah, but the teams are set. The
3: separation was. You're now
2: just glaring. playing for a wild yeah. card spot. Yeah, just you can't playing, get in. Receding. there. Yeah. you can't get in there. Yeah. Well, you went seven in a row, and you get 14 points in your last seven games. Yeah. All of a sudden, now you're. Oh wait a minute, we got company. Well, now they're in the discussion.
3: Yeah, but they've won seven games in a row, and they're still the eighth
2: seed. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Which tells you a lot. Yes. All right. Let's take our final break. Come back and
5: put a bow on today and the week. We'll do the next. Hi, I'm Jeff Fisher. Guess what? The cats are back. The Nashville Cats will be returning to the Municipal Auditorium on April 27th in the season opener against the Minnesota Myth. There will be five total games played at Municipal Auditorium with one additional game played up in Clarksville at FNM Bank Arena on Armed Forces Day on Saturday, May 18th. For player or dance team tryouts or tickets, log on to thenashvillecats.com.
10: Your doctor today about Sky Rizzi, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit skyrizzy.com or call 1-866-Sky to learn more.
0: That's 80-649-0142.
8: With thirteen locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses, and other opportunities such as a one thousand dollars for having a yearly physical. The package also includes four hundred one k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical. Semi-Trailer Leasing Company. Go to StarLeasing.com to learn more. Are you ready for some March Madness? Then don't miss out on any of the action at the High Valley Conference Basketball Championship presented by United Fidelity as the return to the Ford Center downtown Evansville for March 6th through the 9th as the first entries into the men's and women's NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are now on sale to each OVC school's ticket office, ticket master, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person.
7: Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to the McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland.
2: Some SEC college basketball games. Remember, the SEC tournament will be in our town very, very soon. Yeah, about two weeks. To start off the day on ESPN, it'll be Florida at South Carolina. Interesting. That will be a good one. Florida's been red hot. Mm -hmm. South Carolina had a little bit of a dip, but they've been coming back, started winning again. Mm-hmm. They're twenty three and five on the year. This and team unranked. was ranked. This team was picked. No, they're eighteen. they eighteen now. Yeah, they were picked dead last in the conference. Okay, they're eighteenth in the country. They're twenty three and five. They
3: were unranked for a really long time with oh, that yeah. record, yeah. which made me. I was like, "What's up with that?"
2: Yep. But anyway, LSU will be in town to take on Vanderbilt at two thirty. That game will be seen on SEC Network. We'll see if Vanderbilt can string together another win. Yeah, we'll see. Got a win. Uh, Mississippi State at Auburn at three o'clock on ESPN two. Mm. That'll be a good one. Mm-hmm. And then of course the big one the big Saturday end. night ESPN yeah. seven o'clock hour time Tennessee down in Tuscaloosa wow. to take on Alabama, and this could be for the, the top number one seed. seed.
3: The number one seed.
2: This could be for the top Tennessee seed wins this game here.
3: They are the well if Tennessee wins this game out. Not only do I think they're the number one seed here, I think they're the number one seed in the tourney. I agree. You know, in the I big agree. dance in the field game.
2: Yeah. You know, if they
3: win this game.
2: They but take there's your more, business. But there's still two more games after that.
3: Yeah. And uh, then the SEC yeah, tournament. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but they just, you know.
2: Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for us. Have a wonderful weekend. Be safe. We look forward to talking to you Monday at 2 o'clock. We shall see you then.